Uh, welcome back to Fern and Lowry, episode number 124. I'm here live and in person with my man Sam Carter on this day, May the 16th, year of our Lord 2023. Sam, how's it going on this really beautiful uh, Tuesday afternoon we got here in Charlotte, North Carolina? I mean, it's it's pretty good. It, I mean, it could be a little cooler, but I, I won't complain. Yeah, especially for late May, uh, some pretty good uh, temperature out there. Opening question of the day, Sam. Talking about the movie business. Tell me, in the theater, has there ever been a movie that you have walked out of because it was so terrible? Let me think about that. I, I mean, there isn't one that I've walked out of, but there have been movies that I'm watching and I'm like, what the heck? Who directed this? Whose idea was this? Um, and mm-hmm. I think about Uncharted. Yeah, um, that's what I, I was trying Sam to think Sam and I were of. both at, at that viewing. Yeah. The Tom Holland, it kind of was, he was, it was just kind of there because he was in it. It was a pretty bad movie. Yeah, it, it, it was terrible. I will say, though, despite Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, no spoilers, it was a, a good movie. I did have somebody I was sitting with uh, walk out because, partly due to the people uh, sitting near us were laughing too loud. You can't have that. You know, having a kid, you know, I think that chewing, like a kid really slurping, that's what my dad really hates, when you get like a straw, like really low, I mean, my, neither of my parents, my mom or my dad, when they get like a really low on a drink and you get the, that was my yeah. slurping noise, it wasn't very good, it's hard to do it without, you know, an actual cup there, but, um, you know, movie theaters, they're kind of getting crazy with the, uh, you know, the pricing nowadays. I mean, yeah. I thought it was going to die off, but I thought they're making a little bit of a comeback. Um, that new Wes Anderson movie's coming out. I want to see that. What is but, it? I don't know what it's called, but it looks pretty good. It's got uh, Tom Hanks in it. Let me look it up right now, actually. Because we're, we're in the, we have the feature of unlimited time on this podcast. Um, you know, it's, you know, like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Wes Anderson. Okay. Yeah, well, I know who Wes Anderson okay. is. Okay. I don't know what the movie is, though. So. New movie. Asteroid City. I yeah. can't say I've seen it. It's not really being advertised like that, but I think it's got a lot of... Uh, I think it might have Jack Black as well. This comes out June 23rd. Well, I won't be in Charlotte, but that's beside the point. Let's get right to the sports here. And uh, we've got some uh, exciting news. Um, we're going, Sam and I, uh, to see the Seattle Mariners play in Atlanta... This Sunday, um, so we'll, we'll have a full breakdown of uh, that game. Really get a good look at both those teams. But for now, uh, the Seattle Mariners, I'd like to report for the first time in the history of this season covering the Seattle Mariners, this Mariners, as I report on them, are above 500. I mean, can we just... First time in the history of this season. The first time in the history of this season. Um okay. We went and won against the Rangers. Uh, lost that game at the Tigers. That was a tough loss, you know, because the Tigers are just so terrible. But last night, dope win against the Red Sox. Obviously, you know, here's why. Here's the three swag money, yo, dope factors that went into this. Number one, Fenway Park. Always a cool venue. Never been, but I hope to go there. Yeah. Um, you know, in my time at university, just because this is pretty close. Um... And Cal Raleigh, catcher for the Mariners, hit a home run consecutively, one with his right hand, one with the left. 
So first time a catcher's ever done that at Fenway Park. And number three, East Coast game, so I actually got to watch a little bit of it. So that was that was pretty nice. Uh, great win there. 9-2 against the Red Sox. See if they can keep it going. And they obviously will play the Braves in a three-game set this weekend. I think we got George Kirby, who is the leading pitcher, um, is who we're going to get to see in that Sunday afternoon game. Uh, but Cal Raleigh leading the Ravies and Teoscar Hernandez, the newly acquired uh, left fielder, um, with the home run lead at eight. So Sam, why don't you take us through the uh, Baltimore Orioles? Um, so against the Rays, I think that's supposed to say two and one. It is. I apologize. Oh wait, no, no, no. it was. Well, it was two and zero oh from. We see we recorded on Monday, and they uh, they lost Monday night. So it's okay. a little bit misleading. That wasn't the whole series, but continue. Okay. Um. So in that series, I mean, you know, that's a big NL East matchup um but to come away with a dub in that series is huge Mm -hmm. um and then against the pirates cedric mullins hits for the cycle uh we talked about that on saturday night yep or friday night friday night took place friday night um just the seventh oriole all time to do that um and then just last night a loss to the angels um so one of Two, I believe, series opener losses yeah. this season. Yeah, but when Shohei's out there, I mean, yeah. it's tough to do anything. Uh, but <clears throat> Hayes still with the lead in the batting. Uh, Mullins, actually, he takes the ribby lead uh, for the Orioles. Still uh, Ryan Mountcastle with the home run lead in, in Gibson. Um, obviously, the pitching is still the problem. But I think the Mariners might, I think they legitimately might have the best pitching staff in the, in the major leagues right now. If I mean, if Julio Rodriguez could just be, you know, half of what he was last season, you know, we'd be in an all right spot. But he's just really in a slump right now. I think he's hitting like 244 this season. So really got to get under control. Uh, we'll see if he can't turn around uh, this week. Um, but the Mariners, I mean, excuse me, the Braves have very solid pitching. The Red Sox, not so much. So we'll see what uh, Julio can do. Uh, but looking at the playoff picture, um, the Rays, Rangers, and Twins still in the divisions. Orioles holding on to that first wild card spot, followed by the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Um, the Red Sox knocked out of the playoff picture by the Mariners last night. And then in the NL, the Dodgers and Braves neck and neck for that one spot. Uh, the Brewers taking the three. The D-backs at the four. The Pirates at the five. And the Marlins stepping up to six. Um, Pirates got knocked out of that NL Central lead after the uh, you know, loss to the uh, the Orioles in that series. And then uh, let's turn it over now to the NBA. We have a lot to cover here. Down to the final four, um, to put it in March Madness terms for you college basketball enthusiasts out there. Uh, but first order of business tonight is the NBA Draft Lottery, uh, in which the Hornets have a 12.5% chance for the number one pick. And obviously the prize here is uh, Victor Wembanyama. Obviously, you know, there's other, you know, great players to be had, you know, later in the first round, like Trace Jackson Davis. Um, certainly... You know, the, the prospect of, of Trevor Keels um, will be enticing. Um, you know, there's, there's just a lot uh, to consider. Um, but, you know, the ping pong balls will be set tonight. Sam, what does it mean to you in terms of your peak incitement uh, in this Hornets team um, if uh, the number one pick does fall into their laps uh, tonight? Um, it would be very exciting, um, but I don't think that the future of the team is contingent on this on this pick. I think that 
there's a lot of other things that the Hornets have to do in their front office. Very true. Uh, for the Hornets to be anything, even if they get Wimbenyana. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a dumpster fire. For in, sure. In the front office. Yeah, I mean, uh, Wimby, uh, he'll be landing you know, in the NBA just uh, next fall, so interesting to see where he goes. Um, you know, we got to talk about that Sixers uh, Celtics series, but if he goes to Houston, things get very interesting out west, but we'll get to that later. And first up, uh, let's mention, you know, let's congratulate all the teams for making it to the Eastern and Western Finals. These are actually the teams that played in the bubble in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Uh, if you remember correctly, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers came out with that one uh, with a six-game series win against the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. And so first up, we got the Boston Celtics against the Miami Heat um, with their third conference finals matchup in the last four years. 2021, we got to see Hawks versus Bucks. Um, but let's talk about the Celtics road to get there. The defensive adjustment after going down 3-2 to two, um, for Tatum to show up, he dropped 51 in Game 7. Game 7 record, beating Stephen Curry's record set earlier this season. Um, Sam... What does this mean for the legacy of Jason Tatum in this Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown core um, to come back from that deficit and take down the NBA MVP um, in the second round? Um, I mean, it's it's definitely meaningful, um, but, you know, it'll be so much more meaningful if they can even win the, the Eastern Conference Finals and then especially to win the uh, NBA Finals. Yeah, I think there's a lot uh, on the line, and yeah, I think there's even talk of trading Jalen Brown if they had lost that game six in Philadelphia. But Jason Tatum, after going one for fourteen to start um, game six, comes alive with seventeen fourth quarter points. So uh, an impressive, um, you know, finish of the series, no doubt for Mr. Tatum, and we'll have to see how he reacts as he faces off against playoff Jimmy and Jimmy Butler as the Miami Heat get an easy win over the New York Knicks. Um, just the playoff experience shining through. Caleb Martin, of all people, serving as a, a solid uh, rotation player, a solid starter for an NBA team that's in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who would have ever believed that? By the way, he spent all of his years uh, for the Hornets on the bench. Just wanted to make that known. But congratulations to the Heat. Exciting to see Jimmy Butler uh, with another crack at it after uh, you know the, the disappointment yet amazingness of last year's series, Sam. Who you got this year um, in the repeat last year's Eastern Conference Finals? Um, as much as I like Jimmy Butler, um, I think that I got to go Celtics in six. Um, I think that, you know, maybe playoff Jason wow. instead of playoff Jimmy. That's, we'll see. That's bold. Uh, I'm going to go with the Miami Heat in seven games. I think that Jimmy Butler, it's his time, uh, for sure. I think the pieces are really clicking. I think Kevin Love has been very integral for them. We'll see how Kyle Lowry's health is. But, uh, you know, interesting to see if Tyler Hero can come back later in this series. How is Duncan Robinson going to shoot the basketball? A lot of questions. Um, so that series tips off Wednesday night, and uh, will be every other night all the way up until, I believe, uh, the 31st will be that Game 7. Um, so very interesting to see the direction of this series. Um, there'll be a lot of storylines, you know, in the early going. Just the matchups are immaculate. Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum. You know, two defensive and offensive masterminds. You know, who's who's coming out on top? 
uh, all will, uh, you know, we'll see. But I think that just the history of the series is going to make it um, a very close one. Obviously, that game seven was so epic last year, but I think that you know six or seven games is almost a definite um, in this one. Uh, but let's turn over to the West, which has perhaps been more surprising. Uh, we have the Denver Nuggets, who took down the, the Phoenix Suns, minus Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden in that game six. Kind of shows their lack of health and lack of insurance when you make a trade like that, yeah. trade for Kevin Durant. Um, Sam, looking back, do you think that the Suns wish now that they hadn't have pulled the trigger on that trade? Um, I mean, if I was a Suns fan, I would definitely think so. They won more games without Kevin Durant than with him. I mean, obviously. But, yeah. yeah, you get what you're saying. But, um, you know, when he got the coach fired. Um, so, you know, I, I I liked their coach. I don't. I have no idea what his name is. Monty Williams. But, but Hornets. Oh, that's a good call. I didn't even think about that. And we got Doc Rivers. Yeah. Uh, we just forgot to mention that. Doc Rivers on the chopping block. Yeah. And you got... Mike Budenholzer, the Bucks coach. So a lot of good coaches out there. Mitch, please deliver and get Steve Clifford out of there. Yeah. I mean, I think I would prefer to have Monty Williams. I think he's he's kind of cool, collected, yeah. and he's bald. And he's bald. I think him and Eric Collins would uh, look good in a in a championship oh, yeah. photo together. So um, certainly. So you know, bring bring Monty to the CLT. That's the we want Monty. We want Monty. That's the hashtag. Uh, but speaking of Doc Rivers, listen, before we talk about this uh, Lakers-Warriors series here, got to talk about, you know, the Embiid troubles. I mean, he's playing with the knee brace, but Sam, you know, just, you know, him and Harden held a 23 points combined in that game seven. Yeah. Just thoughts on the MVP of the league and the process as a whole. I mean, the trust the process has been going on. I mean, ever since, you know, Allen Iverson retired pretty much way back in 2000 and uh, 14, I believe. So, kind of interesting just to see, you know, do you trust the process? Is this Embiid, obviously, era over? They never made it to the conference finals, Sam. Uh, just kind of your thoughts um, there. Um, well, I saw a post-game conference, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, with Embiid, and he said that he can't do it alone. And so I saw a reel on Instagram saying, you know, this is not... MVP talk. If you're an MVP, you know, you don't throw your players under the bus, especially when you had nine or however many points he had yeah. in that game. Um, so, I mean, I think I still think he's a great player, um, and I think that you do still continue to trust the process. But I do think, I think it's true that he does need more pieces um, and therefore, maybe he wasn't the pick for MVP. Yeah, I mean, certainly, um, I think their best chance to win was in 2019 uh, when the, the famous Kawhi Leonard shot went down, yeah. um, having Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons on, on the team at that time. I mean, what a loaded team. We didn't yeah. even kind of realize the potential of Jimmy Butler at that time, but, you know, what a team that was. And it's unfortunate Um you know, that it's, it's come to this. Um, but James Harden, by the way, his contract has expired. And, you know, if the Houston Rockets get the number one pick tonight, he might be saying, I'm coming back to Houston. You know, they might have a really good head coach if they get Monty Williams or Mike Budenholzer. Uh, or even if Doc Rivers uh, decides to head to Houston. Um, you know, there's a lot of 
uh, you know, just kind of murky waters, I'd say, with the Philadelphia 76ers right now. And uh, just amazing that Embiid has never made it out of the second round. Um, obviously, the Game 7 loss to the, the Raptors, as I mentioned. The Game 7 loss to the Hawks, which was heavily co- covered and criticized by uh, your father, Rob Carter. Uh, the epic Ben Simmons meltdown yeah. in that game. Um, so a lot of uh, just really just bad things. A yeah. lot, maybe un- a little bit unlucky, but... Um, Definitely a little bit unlucky. Um, but... You know, there's no, there's hardly any luck in basketball. I feel like maybe, maybe unlucky in that Raptors game to see that shot fall, but, mm-hmm. but still, you know, you got to do everything you can not to find yourself in that position. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, just we'll have to see how this this changes, but it looks like um, that MVP for Embiid might be the peak of this uh, Philadelphia 76ers core. Well, let's turn it over to the Western Conference, finally, uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers getting the win against the Golden State Warriors. Anthony Davis is proving to be too much. Uh, going against, um, you know, Sam and Carter and I's predictions, just, you know, dominant performance by the Los Angeles Lakers. Austin Reeves played a great game six there uh, to close it out um, on Saturday night. Excuse me, Friday night. Um, so, great stuff there. Uh, from the Lakers, but let's turn ahead to the Nuggets series. You got Jokic versus Anthony Davis, Jamal Murray versus LeBron, probably guarding each other, maybe Michael Porter Jr., and then, you know, Aaron Gordon, uh, I mean, he could, he could, maybe Aaron Gordon will play LeBron. So a lot of matchup possibilities. Um, but Sam, let's ask this question. Celtics-Lakers, the possibility. Do you want to see it happen, or are you continuing the LeBron uh, hate spell that you have become, I would say, notorious for? Uh, yes. Um, the, I'm going with the latter on that. Um, I gotta, I gotta say, I'm cheering for the Nuggets to win it all. Um, I think that they play fundamental basketball. That's certainly true. Yeah. And while it's boring, it's. It's the way that the game needs to be, um, and I think Jokic is going to prove why he should have been MVP three years in a row. Wow, that's you know me. I like my bold takes. That's bold for sure. Um, I have to say I'm cheering for Lakers Celtics. I think that'd be the ideal finals matchup for myself. But I, in my heart, I mean that's with Jimmy Butler. I mean, just to be from his story to the struggles uh, in Chicago, in Philadelphia, and now, you know, to being that kind of performer. He's just a basketball player. You know, he doesn't really, I mean, he plays small forward, but he can stick him in any position. I wouldn't say he's a scorer. I wouldn't say he's really a rebounder or a passer. He's just a player. And, uh, you know, I think we have four teams here, despite the seeding, despite that it's a one, two, eight, and seven. I think any of these teams has a chance to win the championship. So who will be crowned uh, in middle, the middle of June? You just have to watch and find out. Uh, but that's going to do it for this uh, conference finals preview here on Carter and Lowry. Sam, just kind of any final mementos uh, before we begin the conference final season to end uh, May? Um, I don't think I have any mementos. Okay, well, that was maybe some poor word choice 
choice choice choice by myself uh but that is gonna do it for episode number 124 of Cardin lowry and you hear from us next tuesday